welcome to this episode. Um, boy, has this one going to be something, li- fair listeners. Everything is fine and okay. Everything's going to be fine and great and wonderful. It it better be. Loads gun. <laughs> um, well, now I feel threatened. Puts a gun on table. I don't know what you're talking about. Reaches it's- out to turn the gun away from me. Slowly pushes it back as nonchalantly as we begin our podcast. We enter my fantasy zone. Phew, we're safe in the fantasy zone. Danny. Yes? Danny, the other girls aren't from Arizona. They're a a little more put off by the guns. Oh, you're right. I take the gun out. I put an entire sword on the the table. Thank you. Oh, now here's what I'm used to. I'll have you know that Connecticut is absolutely horrendous with guns. Oh, of course. It's America. Oh, yeah, awful. You're weird. It seems like, you know, your place, people don't just walk down the streets with swords on their shoulders. Five major gun manufacturers were founded in Connecticut, so it's a big asshole country for guns up here. And that's all the politics we'll talk about this issue. Right, the election issue. (laughs) (laughs) We're off to a terrible start. Let's get into this. Uh... How far in the future are we from the last last time we recorded? I think the last episode was Friday. Okay, and it's now Sunday? Oh, I thought it was Thursday. Let's call it a Thursday and then say it's Sunday now. Yeah, the important thing is it was a school day. Now it's the weekend. Yeah. Okay, right, because the last episode ended, Saoirse was held home for the day to be lectured by her parents. So that might have been the Friday. I feel like we broke into the house on a Thursday. Yes. The okay. details aren't super important as long as we know where like time is in relation to other times. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Who'd like to tell me about their Sunday? Alright. So... I think, like... I don't think that Becky has really got the story from either of the other two about, like, what went down in the mansion. Um, But knows that, like, there's tension there. Especially picked that up on Friday. Have I'm... you asked either of us about it? No. <laughs> no. That's like... I, I don't really have the sort of... the gumption to do that at the moment. Uh, so I've mostly just been sort of keeping myself to myself a bit. Because, um, I mean, as it turns out, I don't really have many other friends in Halcyon City so when your mm. friends are like feuding it, it's a bad scene so I'm doing what like I'm probably spending time with my one remaining social connection which is the old man in the forest I was about to meme about that ah yes you're spending your time with my one social connection an old man who tells me who gives me mysterious riddles as lessons yeah so but yeah and yeah. And I think what this has taken the form of is um, the an advancement I picked up between sessions, which gets me a sanctuary. Ooh, sick. So, most. Yeah, sorry. So, how I was imagining this is like, well, he had talked in the visions of like that sort of dream realm that being a sanctuary for me. But I think what actually happens is that over the course of the weekend, I get sort of guided to a particular like glade in the park in the city that has that tree in it and that 
just turns out to be sort of where the power of the spirit is growing in Halcyon City. Ah. I think that's cool. So, for um, the uh, for the listeners at home, the sanctuary is a feature in uh, Mass. The legacy can pick it up as a feature. It's originally a feature of the Doomed, but basically, it's this basically this safe space of the characters where they can go and have like resource additional resources they can call mm-hmm. upon in a pinch. But um, or just for our, audi- our our curious listeners at home and for your MC, two questions. First yeah. question I'm going to ask. How does it differ from the dream realm that you speak to Old Dead Oak in? And two, what are its features and downsides? Cool. So I think how it differs is that, like, A, you can walk there, and, like, anyone can. And, like, it's not like he's walking around in there being all like, oh, ho, ho, I'm a big old tree. But, uh, like... There's a sort of presence there, like a sort of sound of whispering in the trees sort of thing. But it is also just in the Halcyon City Park. So, like, if you open your eyes, you can see, like, I don't know, the hot dog cart next to the uh, lake. Or, like, you know, some people might be there sort of sitting on a blanket just watching the sunset, you know? Mm-hmm. So it feels like instead of set apart from the mundane world, it's a part of it. I think is the main difference. And but can the mundane world like interact with you? Like, say you're in your sanctuary, this clearing mm. in the woods, and you're like, I don't know, training with the axe. Can you swing? Can you say swing your axe around? And if it, and it, instead of hitting the hot dog cart, will it pass through? Oh no! I try to encourage the hot dog cart not to be there when I'm doing axe practice. You know. Fair. Okay. So, so that's because uh, the downsides that I picked were. Uh, the location is known to many, and it's easily damaged or tampered with. Wow. Yeah. I didn't want difficult to access, and I didn't want draws dangerous attention, so... Um, A question, a leading question on how it might differ from your kind of, like, mind palace checking in with Old Man Oak. Yeah. Are there other plant spirits here? Ooh, yeah, that might be. That sounds cool. Maybe not as, like, vocal and direct as Old Man Oak, but just this is another place where, like, nature spirits are communing naturally, not trapped in an axe. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to swap out uh, Easily Damaged or Tampered With with uh, Draws Dangerous Attention. Actually, that sounds fun. Mm. I like this shift from I didn't want Dangerous Attention to... Oh, never mind. Now I totally want it. Yeah, it, well, that just attention actually is fun when you think about it. Yeah, I could do some fun stuff with it. Um, what was the advantages? Oh, I didn't say those yet. Uh, so what I said it's got is uh, a meditation space, which is nice. It's a place to sort of reconnect with that aspect of myself. Uh, healing equipment, in that there are like you know, all sorts of natural, I don't know, fruits and herbs and things mm-hmm. that can be used to heal. And Weed. a teleportal, Ooh. by which I mean I can use the tree in the centre of the glade, I can just sort of step into it and step out of other trees. Yes! Tree walking! Yes. I love tree tree walking. Best magic. Oh, that's very good. Now you'll yeah. always be slightly less late for school. Yeah. Now I don't know if, like, I can Will get you? to the glade from any tree as well. Yeah. That sounds plausible, right? 
I don't know why, but there's, it's because it's a bit. This might I don't. This might reveal like my location, but um, whatever. There's this tree in a park that I near that I'm nearby where like something must have happened to the tree that like I'll take a picture of it sometime, post it on my Twitter. But like hmm. basically, a part of it fell over at some point in its growth, and it's now hmm. this like semi like arch. Yeah, and I imagine something like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. when like. When I was growing up, the forest near where we lived had a tree that we called the Curly Whirly Tree because it uh, grew in a sort of circle and then up again. Like it did a full oh, like figure eight cool. loop, oh, not figure eight loop, a full like O loop. And mm -hmm. yeah, you could just sort of sit oh. on the inside ring and that was cool. That is cool. Hey, how were oh. you not kidnapped by the Fae? That's yeah. a story for another time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're, rec we're recording right now. Um. Anyway, who sh who said she wasn't? Mm, anyway. Don't call out my mm. GF on the podcast. <laughs> God. Oh All right. Oh. All right. But uh, anyway, so re your weekend. So was your weekend mostly here? Do we pick up with like a conversation you're having with with uh Oak? Um. I think. Honestly, um, I haven't really been calling out to him for contact so much as just like sort of this is the sort of thing I felt like I guess I might as well do this because there's nothing else to do. Um, but yeah, sure. Yeah, what do we pick up with you doing? Rather, it could, I just threw that out as a suggestion. Are you like tending to the plants? Are you, what are you doing where we pick up with you this Sunday? I kind of want it to be like, imagine if we just someone looked in the window and saw what you were doing what, what are you doing what's it look like um honestly probably buying a hot dog <laughs> <laughs> after Fair. like after like working out in the clearing or whatever like trying out that weird sort of vine attack thing that i got taught last time all right so we pick up with the hot dog the hot dog sales yeah. but it's a it's a man by the name of sal Always there, every every day, dedicated. Same times, same food, same... You, you sometimes worry it's the same hot dogs, but he assures you it's fresh hot dogs every day. <laughs> and uh, he's talking to you like, um, uh, you know, I've sold the, the hot dogs to everyone around town. I've even sold to Captain Halcyon on occasion. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you like him? Uh, guy gets the works. You gotta try the works. Um, okay. Uh, give me the, uh, the works, I guess. What, what's the works to, what's the works? Is that like onions and like chili? You guys put chili on your hot dogs, don't you? Or do you? Yeah, real in question, important question in the chat. Um, how does Becky normally take her hot dogs? <laughs> God. Like, in a bun? With, 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 with onions, probably? Oh, well, mm -hmm. he, well, he put mm -hmm. some, he put some onions on it, some... Yeah, some, put some celery salt on there, ketchup, mustard, very Chicago style hot dog. Mm, okay. But his okay. special twist mm. that every hot dog salesman has, of course, doesn't put chili on it. But he, instead of your usual onions, he actually pulls out the special jar and it's uh, there's he tells you pickled onions, make them myself. Can't Ooh. get them anywhere else in Halcyon. Puts a little on. Puts a little on. Delicious. This one? This one's for free. Come here every day. Ah. Oh, thank you, Sal. Thank you. Ah, no problem, no problem. Hey, uh, 
not to be rude or anything or scare off my best customer, but uh, most most times I don't see kids your age uh, coming here alone every over the weekend. Some everything all right? I uh, got friends going through things, you know. I don't really know what's going through, but like they're not talking to each other, which means I'm not hanging out with them, and then it feels weird to like call one of them because like am I showing favoritism and like will one of the other one get upset and I don't want to hurt anyone like you know like that so I'm just uh giving them time I'm just mm. just giving them giving them time he hums and scratches his scraggly sort of five o'clock shadow yeah that's quite the situation you got there kid mm. Mm. These, these onions are good though oh thank you I'm making myself but, kid, okay, if you don't mind an old man handing out nuggets of wisdom, it ain't favoritism to step in if things get too much, eh? You, you've you already seemed to realize that it, all, it ain't always one person who's in the wrong. Mm. And it stinks to get involved. Trust me, I had a I had a buddy pal with him and his wife, and when they were going through that divorce, oh, mm-hmm. sometimes you got to be willing to step in. And uh, Sal is attempting to shift your labels. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, have I fallen this low to get uh, my labels shifted by Sal? Labels shifted by the hot dog man. <laughs> the hot dog man is a purveyor of great wisdom. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, actually. He's uh, not uh, really. <laughs> he is going to raise your mundane and lower your freak. Not so much that he is like doing it purposefully, but in the sense that like the what he's prompting is just a very mundane situation. Yeah. And freak down because you realize you're accepting advice from a hot dog man. <laughs> Look, yeah, I yeah. am but a simple country gal, but my understanding is that big city hot dog men know many things from their many experiences. It is true, but Becky probably has not yeah, realized that like, me, not from around here. I think, yeah, I think I'm going to reject his influence. Because, yeah. like, I just don't, like... I feel weirded out already, just like this guy giving me his special onions, and like, I'm like, I, I don't really want this level of emotional intimacy with my hot dog purveyor, you know? Well, the I got words, five. The words hit you hard <laughs> as you as you realize that he is correct. Your savior goes up, and your superior goes down. You feel like you need to get involved. Ow. Oh no! His advice wasn't good. <laughs> oh, what condition do I mark? Uh, As you decide. I think insecure, insecure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mark potential. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be fair, I would feel insecure if I felt moved by a hot dog man's bad advice. <laughs> uh, right. It- bad advice. It's just this time one of your friends is wrong and the other one is right. Which makes it bad advice to give to a random teen. Listen, when you're a hot dog salesman, you'll give random advice to anyone who will listen. Bear that in mind when I switch careers. Yeah. (laughs) You'll know. I should know. I've had a lot of very personal and emotionally deep conversations with hot dog salesmen who I've encountered. Okay. <laughs> I don't doubt it. 
Look, I don't mean to disparage the noble craft of the hot dog smith, but Sal does not seem to have um, the deepest pool of wisdom. Sal, but, but God bless him, he's trying. I bet there's a mentor who brings their protege for hot dogs after a tough mission, and Sal is just paraphrasing the advice he overheard them give. Probably. That's pretty likely. <laughs> but anyway, um, is there anything else you'd like to do in this scene? No, I think I'll just sort of nod, like, hmm, maybe, maybe, and walk back to the uh, glade and just, like, tree pour out of there. Uh, real important, what do you think of the special onions? I mean, it's all right. I mean, like, when he pulled out the jar, I was, like, hoping for, like, sauerkraut or something, because that's good on a hot dog. That's true. He is attempting to advance the craft. Hmm. What is... I'm, pick... I'm used to pickled onions, pickled though. Pickled cabbage, like, you know... pickled onions, that's the same thing. Yeah, but they're, they're crunch. They're... Uh, pickled onion is more, like, crunchy, like... Yeah. You know, like, Becky is English, and she goes up with fish and chip shots, which always have just big vats of pickled onions. So, uh, like... See, I was expecting caramelized onions. Oh yeah, that's good shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> how are either the wronged or the guilty party? Who do you want to go with first? Who are we putting up on the cross? I'll go. I'll go. Um, Cynthia uh, is staying at the Fishers because it's the weekend. Yeah, yeah. It is Sunday mid afternoon. What are you doing? What do we pick up with you doing? So, I don't think I've talked about it yet with anyone. Um, I've just kind of been a bit sulky. I'm down, dejected, even less talkative than usual. I mean, you know, Cynthia is usually, like, <clears throat> fragile. But, you know, uh, she's very obviously down more than usual. And the Fishers are you know, patient. They're they're good folks, and they care about her a lot, so they've been patient. But I think on Sunday, we find her, she is in her, like, you know, special, like, puffy rest suit. Um, I think the puffy hood has, like, zip ties, and she's got that, like, drawn very tight. Um, and she's just kind of sulking while, um, sulking at the foot of Jody's bed, and, you know, Jody's just sitting with her legs crossed, uh, playing guitar. Uh, I think if I could just uh, describe um, uh, visually for the audience, because we yes, haven't please. actually gotten to see Jody yet. Um, uh, Jody is black, um, kind of, you know, lightly athletic build, um, not really a jock, but, you know, she plays some sports now and then for fun. Um, uh, fluffy uh, hair. Um She's a musician, uh, very multi-talented. She can play a lot of instruments, including guitar, obviously. Um, she cannot sing for to save her life. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, and I think she's just kind of strumming along, letting you kind of sulk. But I think eventually she does stop, and she's like, uh, Babe, can we talk for a second? Um, of course. Of course, yeah. I think she sighs, like, puts the guitar down, handling it very gently, hands on your gently on your cheek on where your cheeks would be because well even if you aren't strictly hu human anymore or she still treats you like one and that's what's important and um i think she just kind of 
meets you again where your eyes would used to be. She says, I'm not going to pry, but are you sure you're going to be okay to go back to the academy tomorrow? I mean, of course, I, I gotta be. <laughs> she hums in response. I imagine her voice to be kind of calm and soothing more than I can portray, but um, she just says, you know, a darn shame that Phoenix Academy just doesn't accept raw musical talent as a superpower. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be great to have you around more, but... She clicks her tongue. Only I could sing, and then I bet they would, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think she just kind of lets the silence kind of, like, just speak for itself for a moment, and I'm a text message away. You know, even the teachers over at Halcyon High can't stop me from pulling out my phone. We've tried for years. <laughs> I hope whatever's going on, you can get solved. You told me about those two friends of yours. Maybe you should chat with them. Maybe they can help you. <sighs> Was that sigh in character? I just want to ask. Her. Yeah, I think um, she she does sigh and like she kind of curls in even tighter. That's where she grimaces. It's like, ooh, I just found out what happened. I don't know if I still have friends. Grimace. I think she like looks out the window for a second so you don't see her go, oh, I just stepped on something I shouldn't know. I have hurt my girlfriend. I made my girlfriend upset. And then she tries her best to recompose herself. I mean, I think things are still okay with Becky, uh, as long as she's not upset about how things went with Sersha, but... Well, you should reach out then, huh? Yeah, definitely. I... I mean, I've gotta go to school tomorrow. I... I'll, I'll see Becky then, and... I, th I, th I think things are fine with her as long as she's not upset with me for being so quiet this weekend, but I don't I don't know what to say to Sersha. Well, girl, I, I don't know exactly what happened and, and the fact that you haven't been willing to talk about it means I, I know She lied to us? Ooh. We were on a mission, and we split up, and she she said it was for the mission, but she was just trying to to steal something, and she got in trouble, and we were so worried about her, and she could have gotten hurt. We all could have gotten hurt, because she wanted to make mischief, and... She just doesn't take anything seriously, and she doesn't... <sighs> she treats me like a joke. Ah, uh, yeah, that's where she goes from, like, grimacing to I've stepped on a minefield to, like, bad. She puts her hands on, on your face again. You know, they say the metagene activates under incredibly stressful circumstances. I'm going to develop superpowers, and I'm going to go whoop her butt for you. Babe, I don't, uh, you don't have to, I don't, I don't want to hurt her, I just, um, I'm just so frustrated. Offers on the table. <laughs> <laughs> Babe. I think I gave her a big tight hug. 
moving forward, um, Sersha, how's your weekend? I imagine her weekend is frustrating. Because mm-hmm. her mom, Alessandra, went back out into the world to do the great important works that she has to do. But her mom, Siobhan, stayed home, which is unusual and frustrating. And I feel like it's like she's home more than she usually is, but she's also busy at the same time. So it's that weird she's there, but also not there. And Sersha's done a lot of sulking in her room. And I think when we find her on this Sunday afternoon, she's up in her room and she's working somewhat furiously at her little desk where she tinkers with stuff. She's probably got the TV on in the background just for like noise to distract her. Um, I think it's the, uh, I noticed it's the Seinfeld reboot. And they're playing that classic episode where George tries to migrate a selfie. (laughs) And she's just working away and then like sitting back and scratching her head and then leaning back to tinker with whatever it is she's tinkering. We do not see what it is at this point. Because I'm a master of suspense. So anyway, interrupting your your audio is... uh... A flick of magic and fairy dust as it flies around and clicks your mouse and pauses the episode. As, um, so Siobhan, not like, full-on enters your room, but, you know, cracks the door open and says, Dearest, the house is going to be yours for, for for the evening I've been suddenly called. What a surprise. However will I manage without you here. She accepts that. She kind of, she knows the poison you're spitting. I'd rather not have a brownie making off with someone's first. Yep. There's always a firstborn to say. Have fun. Exhales through her nose, like, I can't have a single conversation without her. You really can't. If you need something for dinner, I've left behind a couple of kitchen spirits. They should help you out. Please do not go for fast food again as much as your other mother insists that there's nothing wrong with a burger for dinner every night. But it'd be mom. I think that's how they prefer to each other. I'm not sure. You think I would know these things, but I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't think that's an odd way for her to refer to her. Yeah. She doesn't say it with venom. It's just like a way of saying. Alessandra likes having burgers when she's in town because normally she's out in the wilderness somewhere where there isn't a burger joint. The problem is not that. The problem is she wants them every night while she's in town. Right. Because she doesn't know when she'll be able to have a burger again. It's all very logical. (laughs) This conversation in or out of character. I think it's in, like, a cloud bubble of Alessandra and Siobhan having the argument. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the, this, is the, this is the worst. But yeah, I think she said, but yeah, back to the main point of, please ask them for food. Don't go out. Mom, I'm in high school. I can use the kitchen without a Sprite, making sure the oven turns off. Yes, well, the last time you were in a house unattended, a fire alarm went off and you stole a magical sword. Mm-hmm. Whew. You, yeah, you got me there. I, <laughs> got I need to take a powerful blow. Shit. <laughs> Be the human. Fuck. And uh, if unless you have anything more to say to her, aside from just shocked sputtering, <laughs> she shuts your door. Mm. And because she knows you always ask her to shut it whenever she opens. 
Mm-hmm. And you hear her, the footsteps of her leaving the house. <laughs> and the hoofbeats of a magical horse arriving in the front yard. Don't wow. be ridiculous. Tornia doesn't need to walk on the ground. Tornia can fly. Yeah, but they like to touch it every so often. And they travel with the sound of thunder because they are literally a thundercloud in horse form. That's true. But yes, um, details aside, you are left alone in your house with your thoughts. Oh no, my thoughts. I try to avoid those. So yeah, um, we get the panel of a zoomed out shot of your room, mostly to show how small you are. Alone, quiet, nothing with your but your devices. Really, really rubbing it in there, narrator. <laughs> so does Sersha have other friends? Um, Sersha had other friends, and then... So that happened, and kind of all the friends she had at her old school don't want to talk to her anymore. I guess that's a good point. When, uh, when Sersha and Cynthia last talked, she did make it sound like this happens a lot. Yeah, it's a place she's been in before. She does have a foster sibling who might show up. I mean, Sig's, like, technically an adult, but also spent five years in the Fey realm, so timey-wimey. Despite there being no one at the door before, you hear it go... She thuds her head on her desk twice. Osha, you know I can't open the door unless invited! I could have sworn that was only vampires. What's the difference? A holy water won't make you go away. That's true. And they bust open the door. (laughs) (laughs) As you see, uh, describe your sibling and pronouns if you could please. Sure. So uh, Sig is short for Cygnus. They, them pronouns. They're rather tall and lanky, kind of pale in a very washed out way. Uh, They were taken by the Fae and adopted into the um, the sidereal court. So they were... It's a very stars and constellations themed, very like militaristic kind of thing. So they were trained to be a soldier. Uh, they also have the power to manifest swan-like properties. Usually they just go for some wings, but have like their hair is kind of feathery normally and stuff. Well, I think you find them today like, like super full on like 80% swan. Like the big feathery wings, the mm-hmm. the fucking like feathery body with with pristine cut armor with the Cygnus constellation and embe- what is embossed upon it, and beautiful pristine paint dotting this constellation that reflects in the light. And then as they walk out the door, it's almost like a flower going back to its bud. It seems to kind of grow back into a somewhat quote unquote normal attire, and uh, they kind of pinch your cheek and go like. I heard my little sister's upset. Sersha slaps their hand away like... When am I not upset? Huh? Can you answer that? When is my life not going to shit? Snaps, points, about a week ago before you lied to your friends. Okay. Who the fuck told you that? You did. Just now. Damn it! And they're just kind of sitting there, head rest, chin rested in both their hands. 
kind of like having that smart, that smug look on their face, like, all the slides babysits. Talk to me, what's wrong? What's wrong is a few blessed years ago, I was an only child. Aw, fast forward a bit, what's wrong now? Oh, I beat up a jackass at school and then we broke into his house and he was being robbed which kind of got in the way of me robbing him while well, my friends rescued a poor Gorgon-esque woman who was trapped in his basement but they didn't know that I was robbing him because I'm kind of a piece of shit and I got shot with a laser I had to replace the sleeve on my jacket I almost got a cool robot but it got away Oh yeah, and I got Aunt Sersha's sword back, but then Mom took it away, so I don't even have that. And all my friends hate me. Hey, I'm a bit, um, still kind of lofty looking, but like, not as like smug as they were like a few minutes ago. Now that they're being like actually big sibling mode and not like bully Sersha mode. <laughs> bully Sersha into letting her be their caring older sibling. You have to bully her first to get through the, the three layers of protection she has. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, anyway, I think they say, boy, that sounds rough. Uh, could be worse. Could have been kidnapped by the Fae and turned into a giant bird. Yeah. Pinch your cheek. Stop doing that! <laughs> or even worse, you could have a, an older sibling who keeps doing that. That'd be awful. The cruelest of fates, I am sure. Can't imagine what it's like <laughs> being the older sibling. <laughs> Look, I'm not. I'm not the best at advice. If I was, I wouldn't literally be a soldier eternally locked in battle with the oncoming darkness. So I'm not there for that. But I assume, with all the self-deprecation that you have realized wasn't a cool and great idea. Is this the point where I say yes? You just did. Okay. She shrugs. I'm like, okay. Keep going. Make that clear to them. You realized it wasn't a cool and great idea. And maybe rob people less. I think that's a thing that superheroes don't do. Um... I think if you take a non-traditional look at superheroing, you'd see that some people, some people need to be robbed more. Uh, I'm not so certain about that. I'm pretty sure what your job is is to wear a silly cape and beat up a guy who has a death laser. Was Robin Hood not a superhero? You know, that's a hot button issue. I'll have to take that up with Becky if she ever talks to me again. When? When she talks to me again. Now then. I believe uh, Mom left some sprites in the kitchen. I mean, we could always ditch the kitchen sprites and go get fast food. God. Oh, no, she was very clear in telling me not to let you go get <laughs> Damn fast it! <laughs> what, you think I just randomly show up? Yes! It's not Thursday. No, if you randomly showed up on Thursday, you could have stopped half of this. Yeah, but then you wouldn't have the life experience. Alright, so yeah, I think she'll resigned stand up from her desk and take the invitation to go downstairs and have food with her older sibling. 
and they're just shooting the shit with you, just be like, so Phoenix Academy, huh? Yeah, that's great. And as you're kind of talking, you notice their eye travel to the stairway that Siobhan takes to her vault. Labeled AP is played using Masks, A New Generation, written by Brandon Conway, and The Phoenix Academy Playset, written by Rob Wyland. Both are published by Magpie Games. This issue was emceed by Danny, who can be found on Twitter, at BattyDanny. Jupiter Rising is played by B. McChanda, who can be found on Twitter, at SpaceDoobie. The Green Knight is played by J. Isles, who can be found on Twitter, at J.C. Isles. Crash Override is played by Alice Kira, who can be found on Twitter at Magical Girl Kira. The show itself can be found on Twitter at UnlabeledAP. All music and editing provided by Jay Isles. <laughs>